Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? Stop what you're doing and listen. The KDLM Sports Wrap. Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. There's a lot of morons in the mainstream media that just don't get it. Join the conversation on Facebook Live as they stream the show live from the KDLM studio. I gotta say, I'm just fired up to be here today. Hello and welcome. If you're competent in an age of incompetence, that makes you appear extraordinary. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. Forest Hills Resort is not responsible for errant shots. <laughs> they must have known Zeke was coming. Where's he from? I'm from Detroit Lakes. I'm not an expert, but I do have a strong opinion. Detroit Lakes go crazy! We're still here! We're still here! Get up! Come on, get up! If you're as tight as I am! Yeah! Thirteen forty KDLM, the station you can count on. This is the KDLM Sports Wrap on a Wednesday morning. Good morning, everybody. Lots to get to today. I feel like there's been lots to get to every day. Let me rephrase. There's there's a lot to get to today that doesn't really include the Minnesota Twins. How about that? Because I feel like for the last handful of weeks, that's really all we've all we've had. Unless you want to talk about uh, the Timberwolves potentially leaving, which A-Rod came out and confirmed that they're not on Instagram, which makes people feel a whole lot better. Talking about the Wild losing Game 7 to the Golden Knights. Knights a uh, couple games away from the Stanley Cup Finals now. But here's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about state golf yesterday. Three Lakers competing down in state and, and a lot of good Lakes area representation at <laughs> at state golf for both boys and girls. We'll talk about some softball, uh, local teams in action at State Softball yesterday. We'll check and see how Sabika and Wadena and New York Mills and Holly and Browerville all did in their state tournament games yesterday. We'll talk about uh, the Gopher basketball team and how the number one recruit for men's basketball is already uh, committed somewhere else. There, there it is. There's, there's the negativeness. Let's, uh, let's rewind the last twenty four hours in sports here, shall we? Starting with uh, state sports. Rewind time. Let's start with state golf, uh, Class A at Pebble Creek in Becker. My destination later today. We're gonna sneak down to Becker and try and get some, some back nine of, of, of state golf. Junior Ryan Petrie of Fertile Beltrami. Leading the field this morning at the Class A Boys Golf Tournament, he leads by four strokes, carded a 35-35-70 on the par 72 course in Becker yesterday. And not just that, Petra and the Fiddle Bell Tremie Falcons fighting for a state championship, tied for the team lead this morning with the Sleepy Eye Indians. They each shot a 321, which is 33 strokes above par. They are two shots ahead of Legacy Christian Academy, which is located down in Andover for third place. Area team, West Central area, they're in fifth place with a team score of 350. Golfers of local interest, here are some uh, some guys in Class A did yesterday. Ryan Petri of Fertile Bell Trimming, like I mentioned, two under on day one, 35-35-70. Trevor Swanger of Underwood, he shot a 77 yesterday. Ryan Engel of Ada Borup shot a 78. Ethan Finson, Fertile Bell Trimming, shot a 78. Mason Nockwick shot an 81. Joel Quam of Hillcrest Lutheran Academy, Fergus Falls, shot an 81 yesterday. Grant Beckins of West Central Area shot an 82. Tate Christensen, West Central Area, shot an 87. Aiden Markison, Ada Borup, shot an 88. Michael Dewey, West Central Area, shot an 88. And Noah Kappinga, Pelican Rapids, down there individually, shot 
a 90. Day two is in action right now. In class 2A, Section 8 2A medalist Lucas Justison of Detroit Lakes, the only Laker boy golfing in the state tournament, shot a 39-39-78 yesterday on the par 72 course at the ridges of Sand Creek. Ties him for 24th in the field, along with Marcus Belka of Perham, who also shot a 79, uh, or excuse me, a 39-39-78 yesterday. Uh, Beck Erholz of Staples Motley, second place in the field right now. He shot a 33-38-71, which puts him three shots behind Sam Becker of Cloquet, who shot a 68 yesterday for the lead. Cloquet leads the team portion of the Class 2A meet after shooting an even 300 on day one, which... Uh, Puts them five shots ahead of Dottino Grace and eight shots ahead of Delano. Staples Motley boys tied for fifth place as a team with the 314. Section 8 to a champion Rozo currently seventh place out of eight teams with a team score of 326. Golfers of local interest at the Class 2A tournament, like I mentioned, Becker Holes of Staples Motley shooting a 71 yesterday. Adam Tonsfeld of Barnesville, he shot a 76. Lucas Justison, a 78. Marcus Belka, a 78 on day one. Carter White of Staples Molly shot an 80, as did Andreas Ajo of United North Central, shot an 80 as well. And Peyton Mattoon shot an 81. He's from Staples Motley. In class 3A for the boys, sophomore Joe Corton of Moorhead, third place right now, only one shot off the lead at the class 3A golf championship. He shot a 35-34-69 at Bunker Hills in Coon Rapids yesterday. His teammate, senior Ian Simonich, is in a four-way tie for fourth place at 70. Right now, Edina leading the 3A field after day one. They shot a 298. And if you're going to be paying attention to, to, to some state golf, make sure you're paying attention to the team portion for Class 3A, where every stroke is going to count. So Edina has a 298. Maple Grove, three shots behind them at 301. Then Eastview is third with 302. Alexandria in fourth place with 304. And Chaska in fifth place, shooting a 305. Going to be a fun, exciting race to the finish in Class 3A Boys Golf. For girls golf, uh, two Lakers golfing in the Class 3A State Golf Tournament this morning. Uh, Kenna Mello, she shot a 42-36-78 yesterday, which is plus six. That ties her for 21st place. Freshman Laura Silty tied for a share of 66th place. She shot a 44-46-90 in her first ever state tournament. This is Mallow's fourth state tournament. Olivia Salonek of Roseville and Reese McCauley of Simley tied for the lead at two under par entering play this morning. Section A3A champion Alexandria in the hunt for a state championship at the Class 3A tournament after finishing day one in second place, two strokes behind Maple Grove. In Class 2A for girls golf, Perham junior Mallory Belka leading the field by two shots after play ended yesterday. She shot a 73 yesterday. Team portion, looking at the, the Fergus Falls Otter girls team, currently in second place in the Class 2A tournament. Second place, good, but there are 16 shots behind a scorching Lake City team in the Class 2A Girls Golf Tournament. Play is going on right now. We'll keep you updated throughout the day. And, of course, a full wrap of the Boys and Girls State Golf Tournaments tomorrow morning on the KDLM Sports Wrap. Take our attention now to baseball and softball. A lot of fun games yesterday. Let's let's start in uh, boys baseball in Class A. Hayworth over Adrian Ellsworth. They move on to the semifinals. They will take on Springfield. They beat Southridge yesterday 8-3. to Hayfield undefeated so far this season. That game is at noon today. 
On the other side of the bracket, three local teams and only one survives. New York Mills, they beat Sabika yesterday 11-4. to They will advance to the semifinal game at 2.30 today at Faber Field in St. Cloud. Randolph, they're undefeated 22-0. They beat Faustin yesterday 9-5. to So New York Mills will meet Randolph in the state semifinals. The winner of that game will play in the championship game on Friday at Target Field at 10 a.m. for the state Class A championship. In Class 2A, the Wadena Deer Creek Wolverines enter the state tournament 25-3, and and they lose a heartbreaker yesterday. Final score 3-1 to to Plainview Elgin Millville. Wolverines just couldn't get that offense going yesterday, so Wadena Deer Creek season is done. They finished the year 25-4 and overall, so Plainview Elgin Millville will advance. They'll take on the number one overall seed, Glencoe Silver Lake. They beat St. Agnes yesterday 13 to nothing. Other half of the Class 2A bracket, Aiken over Albany. Final score there was 2 to nothing. They'll take on Belle Plaine. Belle Plaine beat the number three seed in the tournament at Water Cosmos Grove City. Final score there was also 2 to nothing. In Class 3A, St. Thomas Academy over the number one seed, Wilmer. Wilmer's done. They were 22 and 2. They lose 16 to 9. So St. Thomas Academy advances. They're going to play Grand Rapids. Today at noon at the Mini Met in Jordan, Grand Rapids beat Marshall yesterday 6-2. to Sartell St. Stephen with a walk-off home run on Albert Lee. Sartell advances. They beat Albert Lee 3-2. to They'll take on Matamidi today. Matamidi, the number three seed in the tournament, they beat Sock Rapids Rice 2 to nothing In Class 4A, Minnetonka over Stillwater area 6-5. to Farmington beats Moundsview 1 to nothing. Park over Rogers 4 nothing. And over over Hopkins. 10 to nothing. So the state semifinals in class four will be Minnetonka versus Farmington and Park versus Andover. In class A softball yesterday, Randolph, they're 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 23 and 0 in baseball and they're 25 and 0 in softball. Randolph beating Sabika in the quarterfinals yesterday, 10 to nothing. And then they beat Edgerton in a very, very late game. The game was supposed to start at 7 o'clock. But things getting a, a little backed up at Caswell Park. I think the final was posted about 11.45 last night. Late game for Randolph and Edgerton. Final score there, 5 to nothing. So Randolph advances to the Class A state championship in girls softball. Other half of the bracket, Badger Greenbush Middle River undefeated. They beat Springfield 6-3. to And then they ran into undefeated Browerville. Browerville beating Wabasha Kellogg. 2-1 in extra innings in the quarterfinals. And then they beat Badger Greenbush Middle River, 8-4. So the Class A championship is going to be undefeated Browerville versus undefeated Randolph. Randolph, the number one seed. Browerville, the number three seed. That state championship game is at noon today in Mankato. It'll be Ederson versus Badger Greenbush Middle River for third place in Class A. In Class 2A, the Holly Nuggets... Falling to Lasur Henderson yesterday. Lasur Henderson, the number one seed in that tournament. Final score there, five to one. So the Holly Nuggets softball season is done. They finish the season twenty-four and three overall. Annandale beats Greenway. That'll be your semifinal. Lasur Henderson versus Annandale. Pipestone beats Maple Lake, and St. Charles beats Mounds Park Academy. In the semifinals, Lasur Henderson over Annandale, thirteen to two. St. Charles beating Pipestone, eight to two. So the Class Two A championship going to be Lasur Henderson. Versus St. Charles. That game is also at noon today in Mankato. In Class 3A, 
Winona versus Becker for the Class 3A championship. Winona beating Mankato West last night 7-6 to in extra innings. Mankato West was the number one seed in Class 3A. And Becker, the three seed, they beat Benil St. Margaret 5-1. to So the championship game for Class 3A will be Becker versus Winona. In Class 4A, the championship game is set to be Forest Lake versus the three seed Rosemont. Rosemont 21-1 and overall. The number one seed in Class 3A, Stillwater, lost to Forest Lake in the quarterfinals. 8-5, to Forest Lake then beat Chanhassen 5-4 to to get to the championship game. Rosemont beat Lakeville North 6-2, then beat Centennial 8-3 in the semifinals. Chanhassen versus Centennial will meet for third place in Class 4A for girls softball. Turning our attention to Twins baseball, and not a lot to talk about in last night's game. Jay Happ giving up six runs last night, five of those earned in four innings, as the Twins shut out by Seattle last night, 10 to nothing. Alex Kirilov, the lone bright spot for the Twins, had two hits. Twins are on 26 and 41, their third straight loss. They wrap up that series tonight in Seattle, then have an off day, then head to Texas for three games against Kyle Gibson and the Texas Rangers Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Other scores in the AL Central last night. Cleveland over Baltimore 7-2. to Detroit over Kansas City 4-3. to And the Chicago White Sox shutting out the Tampa Bay Rays. So, live look at the AL Central standings right now. Chicago still in first place. 42-25. and A four-and-a-half game lead over Cleveland. 11-and-a-half game lead over Kansas City. 14-game lead over Detroit. And now two games in last place. Your Minnesota Twins, 16 full games behind the Chicago White Sox. We talked about a little bit yesterday, but Sheldon Richardson has officially returned to the Minnesota Vikings. A one-year, $4.35 million contract with uh, a lot of incentives put in. Second go-round for Richardson in Minnesota. He played with the Vikings in 2018. Minnesota going to resume mandatory minicamp today. Nefesa Collier scored 27 points with the Lynx fall to the Chicago Sky last night, 105-89. to Sil Fowles had 14 points for Minnesota Lynx, are now 4-6 and six on the season. Minnesota returns to action tomorrow, taking on the Dallas Wings. We mentioned this a couple days ago on how recruiting is going to get a lot tougher for the Minnesota Gopher men's basketball team and how Ben Johnson has his work cut out for him. Well, one of the, the hopefuls on Ben Johnson's list has committed elsewhere. Wyzetta Guard, four-star recruit, 6'6 guard, making his commitment official yesterday, and he will not be going to the U of M. He instead will be heading to basketball powerhouse Purdue. Yeah, Camden Heidi, going to be a Purdue Boilermaker. He's the top-ranked Minnesota recruit in the class of 2022. He missed last summer's AAU season with a foot fracture, but made up for lost time uh, last season. 18 points a game, 6 rebounds, led the Wyzetta Trojans to the class 4A championship in March. Heidi visited uh, Minnesota's campus last weekend on an unofficial visit, talked to new head coach Ben Johnson, uh, but his previous connections with Purdue coach Matt Painter helped make his decision. Now, it's it's not game over for the Gophers right now. Still a lot of talent available locally in the class of 22. Not 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 locally, but but statewide. Uh a couple names to watch would be uh Trey Holloman. He's the second t- uh ranked recruit in Minnesota. He's from Creighton Durham Hall. He remains uncommitted at this point. 
Uh, Gophers could also target forwards a Jay Lee of Byron and Demarion Watson of Totino Grace. So still a couple guys. Uh, any of those guys would be huge additions for Penn Johnson. Ten players entered the transfer portal from last year's team. And with uh, w- w- being touted as a guy who's got a lot of connections with, with high school coaches, with AAU coaches, uh, Ben Johnson going to have to to rebuild on the fly after taking over for Richard Patino in April. Patino, I follow on Twitter, and he's having a blast in New Mexico. By, by the way, it looks like he's having a good time. And he does respond to Gopher fans about uh, in, in certain things of that left bitter tastes in, in, in Gopher fans' mouths, specifically uh, local recruiting and how Richard Patino wasn't able to keep very many local guys here. And so uh, Patino having some fun with Gopher fans this morning uh, as, as Camden Heidi announces that he is going to go to Purdue instead of the U of M. Second half of the sports wrap, we're going to talk to Cal Soderquist on a Wolves Wednesday, recap some some NBA playoff action last night. Kevin Durant, my goodness, <laughs> leading his shorthanded Nets team to a monster win. Durant playing every single minute in last night's Game 5 win over the Milwaukee Bucks. We've got uh, some Suns news with Chris Paul. Breaking news here has entered the COVID-19 protocol, so he is out indefinitely for Chris Paul. We'll talk about Alex Rodriguez's comments about how he's not going to move the Timberwolves. He confirmed that uh, on a a fan's post on Instagram (laughs) yesterday. We'll talk about the Minnesota Lynx, the four and six Lynx, with Cal Soderquist of the Wolves Radio Network coming up next on The Wrap. in Detroit Lakes, your Viking football station. Hi, I'm Mike Ham with NFL Network now on the Westwood One Radio Network. If you're going to trade a future first-round pick to move up and draft a quarterback, he's going to be your starter, right? Well, not according to Bears head coach Matt Nagy, who reiterated on the Chris Collinsworth podcast, Andy Dalton, not Justin Fields, is the starter. And, quote, we're going to stick to this plan. Not the best day of practice for Tua Tungabailoa on Tuesday. The second-year signal caller threw five interceptions in heavy rain. Tua's not making any excuses, but he did add that, quote, now's the time to make mistakes. Fair point, but no one wants to see all those picks. George Kittle, well, he joined the Good Morning Football crew on Tuesday and couldn't help but gush over his new quarterback, Trey Lance, saying that he's got all the attributes to be a very special quarterback. He also gave props to his other QB, telling the crew that one of the first people to reach out to Trey after the draft, Jimmy G. This has been NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. For the ones who know that a little late is always too late. And that the clock doesn't stop just because you're missing a part. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry. And our KeepStock inventory management solutions help ensure you have the right stuff in the right place at exactly the right time. Visit Granger.com slash KeepStock to learn more. Granger for the ones who get it done. So. 
How can I promote my new curbside pickup service? It's possible with Staples Connect. I need custom floor decals that'll get noticed, not just walked on. Also possible. Staples Connect can help your business grow with custom printed sales and marketing materials. Now get $10 off signs, banners, or posters when you spend $50 or more. Explore what's new at your local Staples. Staples Connect, the working and learning store. N73 valid in store and online. Visit staples.com slash signage for details. As we move forward in these uncertain times, Lakeland Mental Health Center encourages you to take a moment each day to reflect on your own mental health needs. If you're experiencing symptoms of depression, anxiety, or any other condition, it's time to make a call to LMHC for help. For more information about the services provided at LMHC or to take a free, confidential online screening, visit lmhc.org for more information. With offices in Alexandria, Detroit Lakes, Fergus Falls, Glenwood, and Moorhead, Lakeland Mental Health Center is here to help today for a better tomorrow. Get your Steve Sanitation sports headlines online anytime at lakesarearadio.net. Steve Sanitation, let us do the heavy lifting. Look us up at stevesanitation.com. It's time once again for Twins Minute. I'm Chris Atterbury. The ball game last night in Seattle, well, it was horrible. And uh, let's not talk about that because at Target Field, Joe Mowers and Friends Classic raised $347,838 for Gillette Children's Specialty Health Care. Here's Nick Punta. First and foremost, you know, Gillette's and, and the Children's Hospital. Anything for children for me is, is always an easy uh, charity to give to, right? And, um, and then when Joe Maurer's name is attached to it, we all show up, right? It's just, uh, it's one of those groups that we've had. We, we got to play together. We cut our teeth together, you know, so those are, that's kind of my, my baseball family, even though I went off and played in, in a lot of different other cities. This is kind of like home for us, I think. And, and when we all get a chance to get together, the Twins front office is so good at putting that together and getting us all out here. And easy to do. Easy to do, do when you're supporting the kids and, and Joe Mauer. A great cause, a great group, and a tremendous event. This is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Okay, folks, it's time to turn screen time into dream time, vision boards into action plans, and some days into todays. Minnesota is home to more than 10,000 lakes. 130 waterfalls, 22 registered scenic byways, and two designated dark sky sanctuaries. It's a place where Prince reigns king and dining is divine. So whether you're looking for the Northern Lights or City Lights, Monet or Chardonnay, find your true north only in Minnesota. ExploreMinnesota.com. We're in this together, and we will get through this together. The vaccines are tested effective and needed. Welcome to the clinic with Charm. Get your COVID-19 vaccine so we can do this and this and this. We are now boarding flight. Together again because we got through it together. This message sponsored by the Helmsley Charitable Trust aired with the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and the station. This is Bomar Science with the CBS Sports Minute. Sponsored by Credit Karma Money, progress starts here. As he approaches his upcoming induction into the Hall of Fame, former NFL Commissioner Paul Tagliabue told USA Today he remains uncomfortable with the league's embrace of gambling. Whether it's marketing deals with official betting partners or the relocation of the Raiders to Vegas, Tagliabue's aversion to wagering stems from painful personal experience. I played in a college basketball game that was fixed, the 80-year-old lawyer recalled, referring to a 92-69 Georgetown victory over NYU on March.
March 2nd, 1961. We beat the hell out of NYU. It was the biggest victory of my three years of basketball at Georgetown. Turns out that the guys at NYU were taking money to shave points. Despite today's cultural shifts and sophisticated data systems, Tagalibu said, I still worry about some young guy, and someone says to him, take the money. Well, if it's only one, we'll be lucky. I'm Boomer Esiason. Tri-County Healthcare is now offering chiropractic services. Carissa Mitchell is the newest member of the Tri-County team and will be serving patients at the Wadena and Sabika locations. Chiropractic appointments mesh perfectly with primary care and rehab visits because at Tri-County Healthcare, we're adjusting to your needs. Don't miss the inventory surplus sale at Dynamic Homes in Detroit Lakes. Dynamic Homes is releasing surplus overstocked and damaged inventory. All items are sold as is. Don't miss out. Stop in from 8 to noon at Dynamic Homes on Roosevelt Avenue in Detroit Lakes, Saturday, June 26th. Some of the items include vinyl and LP siding, cabinets, windows, floor coverings, doors, mirrors, millwork, and more. Don't miss the inventory surplus sale at Dynamic Homes in Detroit Lakes, Saturday, June 26th from 8 to noon. Here's your KDOM weatherology forecast. For today, we'll see a good deal of sunshine with high temperatures in the upper 80s. A slight chance for an isolated storm, though, for tonight, a low of 61. Back to the sunshine on Thursday, easing to a high of 84 degrees and trending cooler than for your Friday, lower 70s for highs with sunny to partly cloudy skies. And for your Saturday, lots of sun, upper 70s. That's your latest forecast. I'm meteorologist Michael Carroll. The KDLM Sports Wrap. Joined today by Cal Soderquist from the Minnesota Timberwolves Radio Network. I understand the fans' anxiety and, and kind of swing over that, but none of the players on this roster care about bringing in, you know, a, a very talented uh, but young and raw 19 or 20-year-old. Right. You know, they, they're not waiting and hoping that that's the salvation they need. Weekdays at 9.30 and on demand at KDLM 13.40 KDLM, the station you can count on. Welcome back to the KDLM Sports Wrap. A lot of NBA action last night. Specifically, uh, well, one game, but so much action in that game. It was it was unreal the way Kevin Durant did something that no player in the NBA has done before. We'll also preview games coming up tonight, and uh, we'll talk about the links from last night as well. We're joined on the phone now by Cal Soderquist of the Timberwolves Radio Network. Morning, Cal. How are you? Good morning, Zeke. I'm doing very good. Good. Did you uh, catch any of that Suns, uh, no, not Suns, the, uh, the Nets-Bucks game last night? I did. Yeah, I was able to, to have it on in the studio. Uh, excuse me. Have it on in the studio and uh, kind of follow it as closely as as we could, um, but it, you know, you only had to be watching it kind of with one eye to, to be seeing what Kevin Durant was doing, and mm-hmm. it was incredible. I think it was all kind of capped off. The exclamation point was that that three right at the shot clock buzzer with, I think, less than a minute left, and it gave them a four point cushion. And he just, you know, James Harden played. Uh, he ended up playing, and it was crazy to see Harden upgraded from doubtful to questionable to then being out there, and I'm, I'm sure it helped Brooklyn to have an extra ball handler, but Kevin Durant carried the team. You can look at the stat line and know that. You can you know, watch the game back and know that. Uh, so that was impressive. Uh, really a historically impressive performance from KD. Yeah, one of the... I think he's the only player to do that. Had 49 points, 17 rebounds, 10 assists, and didn't hit the bench at all. Played all 48 minutes 
in last night's game. Uh, James Harden, five points, eight assists, six rebounds. He played 46 minutes for a guy that was that was listed as out, you know, 24 hours ago. It's kind of impressive for, for James Harden to, to, to wrap that hamstring and, and give it a go last night. And I, and I think it's one of those deals, you know, we, we often, and rightfully so, you know, people voice their opinions in the regular season on uh, minutes limits and minutes restrictions. And, you know, it ends up, you don't get to see big name players play in some of the matchups over the course of the regular season. But, then when you get games like this where, you know, those guys, KD and, and James Harden, I'm sure they recognized kind of the magnitude of that game. Um, it was in Brooklyn, so you lose that one, and, and all of a sudden you have to go back to Milwaukee with your back against the wall. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure Bucks fans were excited for that opportunity. I'm sure the Bucks realized the opportunity they had. So those were just two, you know, MVP caliber players saying, I'm certain James Harden wasn't 100%. I wouldn't be surprised if Kevin Durant wasn't either. Um, but, yeah, the fact that, you know, they played big minutes, uh, they were heavily involved in, in what their team did, of course, um, and they just recognized the magnitude, and, and that's kind of, you know, if this is the result of, of guys really managing their bodies and kind of treating it the way they do over the course of the regular season, I guess it, it you could argue if it's a good trade a trade off or not, uh, but I think the fact that it at least allows these guys to have performances like this that is unquestionably a good thing. Where you know they can be Kevin Durant especially is a guy who has dealt with so many injuries, and for him to have the night that he did, he, he basically talked about the discussion with Steve Nash where you know he was feeling good and he wasn't necessarily planning on a full forty eight entering that game, but. The way the game played out, you know, they fell behind early, um, and he just kind of had to do a lot. Uh, and and so he was out there the, the full 48. And you mentioned some of the stats. The other one that jumped out is he shot nearly 70% from the field. Yeah, so that's this right. Wasn't, it wasn't necessarily a, you know, a volume shooter, um, offense funneling through him and everything kind of looking stagnant. You know, he did it efficiently. Um, and he was just deadly. I mean, he's a guy who loves that mid-range jump shot when he needs to get to it. Of course, he's he's got the the three-point stroke and everything else in between. It was uh, it was incredible to watch. Let's talk about the other side of the coin here in the Milwaukee Bucks with with a chance to go up three-two on a, a pretty depleted Brooklyn Nets team. Uh, didn't mention Kyrie Irving uh, out uh, for a while with that ankle sprain. James Harden not at a hundred percent. And they, they don't get the job done in Brooklyn last night. There's been a lot of talk of, of what the Milwaukee Bucks could look like next season if they're not able to finally break through and, and win the East this year. And now they're, they're down three games to two. Giannis had 34 points last night. Chris Middleton, 25. Uh, but, but, but Coach Bud definitely on the hot seat. And I, I don't know, what, what do you think happens in Milwaukee if they don't win this series? It's really interesting because I think you and I have kind of talked about it throughout the playoffs, um, and, and specifically when you know Milwaukee fell down 2-0 in this series and really didn't look competitive. And we kind of wondered, you know, would they go out with a whimper or would they kind of regroup and, and come back? And to their credit, they did. They responded with two really great um, uh, efforts in terms of you know making it a new series, putting some pressure back on Brooklyn, and like you mentioned, the, the Kyrie injury, I think even more so, allowed sort of that door to remain propped open for Milwaukee. And we know their fans were super excited. And I, I think you mentioned Mike Budenholzer, and I'm sure he doesn't necessarily communicate to his guys, hey, this could be it for me. Um, 
but he probably feels that that pressure and that urgency. So that kind of gets reflected in the coaching staff. And a lot of these players are, are very savvy when it comes to you know reading some of the the media headlines and even some of the stuff on Twitter where they, they probably can connect the dots if, if they're doing some of that stuff. So I'm sure they all feel it. And I'm sure this is a Bucks team now that has had, uh, you know, Giannis has been an MVP and they've just been underperformers in the postseason for a variety of reasons. And now, of course, to run up against this team, the test team that is very much kind of a new version of that big three, even though all three of these guys have, have dealt with injuries throughout the season and especially in the series. But that's what I think makes the series so special is all of kind of the storylines surrounding, even off the court, just some of the pressure that these teams are feeling. I think it would be a major disappointment for the Brooklyn Nets if, if they were to, uh, you know, bust out mm-hmm. in in this series and, and Milwaukee would advance. But, yeah, I think if you had to pick who has more pressure, it's, it's definitely Milwaukee. Um, I, I'm, I'm very excited for that game six back in Milwaukee because I think uh, we'll see them respond. And I think they'll have, in a sense, they'll have to just cross their fingers and hope that Kevin Durant doesn't have that same type of a night. And then on Brooklyn's side, uh, it, it may take that again from Kevin Durant. If you know, I wonder some of what we saw from James Harden last night was just shaking up for us. And if that's the case, then obviously you, you would think he will be much better and much more productive. Um, but if that hamstring is still really bugging him and he's just more out there as sort of a decoy and sort of a ball handler in possessions, and you got to lean on KD again, and it might take a 45-point triple-double uh, to get the win in Milwaukee. So I'm excited for that one. Turn our attention to the West. Uh, one team has clinched an appearance in the conference finals for the first time since 2010. The Phoenix Suns are uh, going to be in the Western Conference Finals. And some, some bad news, some breaking news for Phoenix is one of their best players, uh, Chris Paul, has been placed immediately into the COVID-19 protocol. And, and Chris Paul playing some of the... Uh, the best basketball of his career. I think he's playing in, is it maybe his first conference final? I feel like he's always been on the cusp and then he's always ran into like a LeBron James led team or the Warriors or something. Both of those teams uh, out right now. I know Chris Paul's, he's got a chance to, to get to his first NBA final. But now this, this COVID thing may put a wrench in those plans. His uh, status is up in the air uh, for the Western Conference Finals. How does a Chris Paulus Phoenix Suns team compete uh, in the in the finals, whether it's versus the LA Clippers or the Utah Jazz? Yeah, I mean, he's been, you, you mentioned it, but he's been just absolutely vital for this team. And it, it's been crazy to watch, you know, like you said, throughout CP3's career. Uh, first with the Clippers, they had a lot of success just in terms of getting to the playoffs every year, but kind of always came up short. Um, and then even as his career has gone on, he, he was incredible with the Thunder and, and kind of lifting them. You know, we thought he was just kind of a toss-in piece um, in that rebuild after after leaving Houston. He had success with Houston, too. But I just think in the last few years, you know, he goes to OKC and no one really expects anything out of that Thunder team. And they were they were really plucky in the West. And they, they made the playoffs, had some success. And, and then he goes to the Phoenix and the Sun kind of counting on this aging player uh, to do sort of the same thing in Phoenix as he did in OKC and bring that playoff intensity, bring that leadership, and have that kind of be a ripple effect with, you know, sort of a young team, but certainly they had more expectations surrounding them uh, than the Thunder. And I think CP3 delivered in every sense. You know, you could easily make the case that he's their MVP despite, you know, playing in a backcourt with a guy like Devin Booker. So 
Um, you know, I'm just learning about this news. Basically, you had mentioned it just before we, we got into this, and it's really, it's really, really interesting. And it's almost kind of, it's kind of funny that, you know, as we've had these playoff games and a lot of these arenas have been, you know, at 60% capacity, 75% capacity, we've had that playoff atmosphere back. And you almost kind of forget that we're still dealing with this. Mm -hmm. We're still kind of in the back end of this pandemic, so to speak. And this can still be something that teams have to deal with. Now, the interesting thing will be, uh, you know, A, we'll keep an eye, obviously, on that Clippers-Jazz series. And if that kind of gets extended uh, for a few more days, then that buys Chris Paul some time. The other thing, too, and we went through this with a couple Wolves players and just throughout the league, um, when you enter that, that protocol, you can either enter it due to a positive test, and that can be one thing, um, and, and that oftentimes can keep you away from your team for seven to ten days. There's a certain amount of negative tests that you then have to produce uh, to get back kind of in the picture and around everyone. Or if you were, you know, we saw with Kevin Durant and, and others, if you were just uh, sort of flagged as a close contact with a, a positive test, then you can make your way back quicker. So, and, and also a lot of that stuff could have could have been tweaked as more teams kind of have been uh, vaccinated and help vaccination events. And there are relaxed restrictions when a team reaches a certain percentage of vaccinations. So it's been really tough to keep up with the NBA though. I think has done a, a great job of kind of evolving it as this season has gone along. Um, and certainly we haven't necessarily had some of the major, you know, problematic outbreaks that we've seen uh, specifically in baseball last summer. But um, yeah, if, if there was out Chris Paul, I think that's a huge, it, it's a huge disadvantage for, you know, whichever of the, the jazz or Clippers that they would end up playing. I, I think that would be uh, what he does on both ends of the floor and, and just kind of his overall playoff experience and being able to handle some of those, those big moments and, and take some needed pressure off of Devin Booker in terms of being a ball handler, being able to create his own shot and, and also do it for others with the passing. So that's a big one. That's a big development. We've, you know, we, we kind of cross our fingers that injuries and other things don't play a huge part from this point on because we've got so many talented teams, so many good potential matchups and storylines. And, and hopefully this is more of a minor temporary thing that, um, you know, keeps them sidelined for, for just a little bit. We're talking to Cal Soderkris from the Wolves Radio Network. Let's uh, change gears a bit here. Minnesota Lynx fall the Chicago Sky last night, despite 27 points from Nefesa Collier. Uh, final score last night, 105-89. to Lynx are now 4-6. and six, and It sounds like uh, injuries kind of becoming a problem for, for Coach Reese's squad. I, I think so. I think, uh, you know, they had a sort of, you could call it a costly win on Sunday at home where – um, you know, they looked really good against the Sparks, and uh, they just kind of imposed themselves. Sylvia Fowles had a big night, um, but suffered, I think, several, at least two key injuries uh, to rotation players. Ariel Powers had kind of just made her way back from, from dealing with an injury, and then she went out on Sunday. She missed the game last night, um, and, and it's just kind of been – I don't know if you'd call it a theme because, you know, earlier in the season, the Lynx were dealing with players being away from the team, specifically, like you mentioned, Nafisa Collier, who had the big night last night. So, so you get the players back, get them worked in, and, and really now Fee seems to be firing on all cylinders. But then you, you deal with some other injuries. They've already had to bring in 
multiple players uh, sort of in season in terms of free agent signings to just kind of fill in some depth areas. Um, so it's going to be, it seems like for, for Reeve, it's going to be a cobble it together on the fly. And obviously if anyone can do that, it's her. And it's, it's very beneficial to bring, you know, players off the street into your system that you're so confident in and you obviously know works very well. Um, but still it's, it probably will produce more results like this where uh, you run into a team that's a little bit healthier or, uh, you know, has a little bit more chemistry at this stage of the season um, and you just don't have enough. So it's going to be interesting. We're kind of, we, we were at that one month mark where actually it's less than a month uh, where they're going to have that lengthy Olympic break. Yep. Um, certainly they want to, you know, they, they've mentioned the goal of kind of managing Sylvia Fowles minutes trying to keep her as healthy as possible for the postseason um, and, and even just the end of the season. But with some other front court injuries, that's going to be a tricky thing to do. You're going to be tempted, you know, in close games to keep still out there. And obviously she still gives you the best chance to win. So all of that would be an interesting thing to manage in, in, in such a unique season where injuries will be key. You know you've got a month layoff coming up for, for several of your players. Um, and you just kind of have to, you know, deal with these punches on, on a week-by-week basis. That you're like a boxer round-by-round round, kind of reacting and adjusting your game plan on the fly. Yeah, that, that long layoff you're talking about is the All-Star game. We're going to roll right into uh, the Olympics, and so a, a, a long layoff for uh, the WNBA players. A couple uh, predictions as we close here. We'll start with, uh, with what's happening next Tuesday night, the NBA Draft Lottery. If you were to uh, to peer into your crystal ball, Cal, where do you see the Wolves picking uh, in the the upcoming NBA draft, or do they have a first round selection at all? What do you think is going to happen when the when the ping pong draw, balls drop on Tuesday night? Yeah, well, if you're you know if you're a, a mathematics person, you know whether you know you're, you're the card counter that plays the odds as best you can at the tables, or you you just play the percentages in general, it obviously is not in Minnesota's favor um, in terms of. You know, we, we've talked about it in terms of the percentage chance that they, they keep the pick. Obviously, that pick needs to fall in the top three. Um, so you can look at the numbers and, and the combined percentages of getting either the first, second, or third pick is less than a, a 50% chance. So you've got less than a coin flip. The Wolves know that. I think the fans by now know that. Um, but we've seen crazier. We've seen crazier happen a lot of times to other teams that are able to jump in front of the Minnesota Timberwolves on, on lottery night in terms of when the Wolves have maybe had better odds. Um, and we're either looking for the Wolves to, you know, be that team that jumps up and instead it's a, it's a different team. So that's what makes lottery night fun. That's what makes it nerve-wracking and probably mm-hmm. has your heart beating out of your chest. But I, I know everyone will be tuned in coming up on Tuesday. Um, they're going to do it virtually, so it will be it'll be interesting to see. You know, usually the team sends a representative out to New Jersey, um, and they're there on site. I, I think Anthony Edwards is going to be a representative in some form, but still a lot of details to happen in terms of how that'll happen because it's, it's going to be held virtually, so he won't be in the building where they're conducting the draw. So uh, fingers crossed. If, if you're going to make me pick. Um, why not? Let's let's say that they get lucky and you know they they for once get those odds to be in their favor. Uh, that that's going to be at least what I'm hoping for. We'll put it that way. Um, but at the same time, you know it's it's just one of those deals where I, I still have a, a lot of faith uh, in Bruce Nelson and his his front office. Where if that's 
you know, if it's a, if it's a draft asset, if it's just an overall asset that you're without this year, they'll find some ways to still get creative and, and either improve the roster or move things around. They try to acquire a first-round pick if, you know, they, they lose their own. Um, and just so they have that ammo coming up and, and when the draft occurs. But that's what makes this, uh, makes this thing fun where, you know, we get into the offseason, we have playoff basketball happening for a few teams, and a bunch of other teams are trying to figure out how they can improve their roster over these next few events. Okay, we'll chat again next Wednesday, uh, and, and we'll know for sure. Uh, the ping pong balls drop on Tuesday night when we chat again for another Wolves Wednesday next week. We'll know exactly when and where and if the Wolves are picking. Enjoy those two playoff games tonight. We'll chat again next week, my friend. You got it. Thanks, Steve. Can't wait. It's finger licking good. So we dude. All right, thanks again to Cal Soderquist for joining us on the Sports Wrap today. If you miss any of that interview, you can go back and listen to it momentarily online at kdlmradio.com. You can also subscribe to the KDLM Sports Wrap wherever you get your favorite podcasts from. Coming up tonight in terms of, uh, of pro sports, of course, Twins looking to avoid the sweep in Seattle. 9-10 first pitch tonight with Bailey Ober on the mound for the Twins. You've got Game 2 of the Montreal Canadiens and Vegas Golden Knights happening tonight. Golden Knights lead that best of seven series, one to nothing. couple NBA playoff series tied at two games apiece. Atlanta versus Philadelphia, LA Clippers versus Utah Jazz. Those games are all tonight. And, of course, a lot going on in high school state sports. Day 2 of the state golf tournaments for both boys and girls with Mallory Belka leading the Class A field at the girls' tournament. Uh, Lucas Justison is in 24th place overall at the Class 3A tournament. And the Barville Tigers looking to win the Class A softball championship today. That game is at noon in Mankato. And, of course, we'll recap all of today's action tomorrow morning on the KDLM Sports Wrap here on 1340 KDLM, Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. Time for a quick CBS News break, and then we'll roll those classic hits here on KDLM.